You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Kapow, the pop-cultured podcast. Comics, movies, TV, and more. If it impacts fan culture, <laughs> we have something to say about it. And now your host. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. It's a great bit. <laughs> See how you follow that up after last? It's a long home. game. It's a yeah. long game. <laughs> Those uh, true listeners will get it. A real one. Um, Welcome back. I know. I went on a trip. Let me tell you about it. It's Operation the Wacky Doctors game where you're the Wacky Doctor. Shall we play home? Shall we play home? I can tell you, I love... I've, I've lived my life wanting to be able to just point at somebody and have them hit a button. That may be the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> I can't believe that the, the arrow was on the right thing. <laughs> You are on your toes, sir. You are on your toes. Amazing. Either that, if it wasn't already on it, the dexterity you have to one finger click that. Oh, you know, because oh. I know you don't want to edit later. That's right. So you have to have those kind of lightning flash skills to be able your to toe. do this. Oh. You're not cutting all this up. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, sorry, you should have been here, people. Um, we don't I went, edit anything. I went to Gen Con. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's great. Gen Con, is that uh, the biggest four days in gaming? Or is <laughs> it is. Wow. <laughs> yes. He's on it. I think you're right. Uh, it's in Indianapolis, Indiana, and this is our fifth straight year of going. And this year, a f- friend of ours, Eric, got to go with us for his first time, so it was kind of cool to let him see how big a production it is. It's huge. Um this is at was it at Lucas Oil again? It's everywhere, yeah. I mean, yes, they there's games on the field. I mean, there's just yeah. he, he played a mm-hmm. demo over there in Lucas Oil Stadium and had lunch over there mm-hmm. and things. I mean, they're just they get bigger and bigger every year. Uh, we had an awesome time. Um, I I always think I what could I possibly need? <laughs> you know, I mean, I go every year and of course I post the obligatory loop picture of all the stuff I bought but I don't know how I get from I don't know how I get to that point <laughs> like uh, how I can only get so much stuff I didn't buy a game I, I was I gonna say is it a lot of you know just giveaway stuff at different booths no no not no. really um, no swag oh you gotta get the swag yeah, yeah I don't want to carry around all the garbage that's oh, what that man. word is swag is garbage um, swag is stuff we could give away <laughs> yeah uh, here about this Pennyworth poster. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I I didn't buy a single game. I bought. I usually I just buy stuff for RPGs. You know, Dragon, mm-hmm. Dragon Age, Dungeons and Dragons, all that jazz. And uh, there was plenty of that. I mean, I bought tons of books and minis and terrain and things that you know I've been just building up. Stockpile, and I use all these books. Like I, I have stacks of books. I need a bookcase so bad, but I've just stacks. Well, you stacks got of, like a whole thing going on yeah, that's here. That's got full of games. <laughs> I need a bookcase. You and, need a bigger kitchen then if yeah. we're gonna, you know, start but adding I, bookcases. Well, that's gonna go in the living room. But I've got uh, ton of ton of books, but I use them all, so it's not like I'm just getting them on a whim. I I, I go in, reference all these books constantly for ideas and things, <clears> and so. Yeah, you seem to be pretty strict with paring stuff down. Like, if it's not getting use, yeah, it's yeah, on to eBay and right, away yeah, we gone. go. Um, anyway, so I got a ton of stuff that I wanted. I was going to say needed. Wanted. Um, and I've been getting to play with them all week. Getting things ready for future sessions. 
of our game. I got to play a uh, that I've always said Time Stories is a great board game. I like. We got to demo the new system. It's going to be called Time Stories Revolution, and they had a demo that was just a demo. It's not going to be one of the actual scenarios called Damien, and we played that, um, which was a lot of fun to, to see how it worked. And you should uh, you should make one of those videos like you made before with Time Story. Oh, yeah. You're going to wish you had math that clip. <laughs> yeah, really, I should. Yeah, you may, I'm just going to give you the same line. Um, I'm still trying to master it. Yeah. We got to go to... Uh, Critical Role talks Mac in this show, which, you know, is just an RPG group, the biggest RPG group on YouTube and Twitch, and that was fun. Um, we got to play in some RPGs. Um, we played Modern Age and uh, 13th Age and The Expanse RPG, which there's a show called The Expanse. Is it on Sci-Fi? Is that sound yes. right? Which, you know, it's a sci-fi show. I, I I haven't watched a ton of it, but a lot of people like it. And it's now... Is it just on Prime now, or was it still on sci-fi? I thought it was... I, believe, I think yeah, it was one of those that got canceled sci-fi and Sci-fi canceled. And there was a writing campaign yeah. and somebody. Well, anyway, Green Ronin did a you know RPG based on it, so we got in a session for it, and it was a lot of fun. You know, It was a very sci-fi out in space RPG which is a nice change and we just had a great time it was a great trip um, just threw money everywhere <laughs> it's just like it's so expensive to go do anything but it's, yeah, so it was, was worth it is there any kind of touristy stuff you're able to do in town or is it all you just don't have time you're you just so don't have time I mean when you're not playing game, playing a game either at the convention or at your hotel you are out in the exhibit hall and like you it depending on how meticulously you look at a booth it could take you all day to get from one end to the other it's enormous and yeah i never even made it over to lucas oil um just tons of stuff but you know and then you got to eat and plus i work midnight so i was up half the night <laughs> i didn't sleep good any night so yeah but uh any it's a uh, trip i look forward to every year rich somner Spotting? He was there. He was there. You guys didn't have a conversation? <laughs> no, I didn't run into him. This Friend time. of the podcast? Yeah. Did not run into him. But Any other big <clears throat> big names in the gaming world? Oh, I mean, if I don't know if anybody listening knows who anybody is, but Chaz Marler, I saw him, Rodney from Watch It Played, all the Dice Tower peeps were there, and just, I mean, you can go talk to any of them. There's only there. They don't think of themselves as celebrities or anything. So. Unlike us. Yeah. They don't have I, their own cons. I saw them trying to talk to me. Uh, a couple of them nervously the stood up. <laughs> a couple of them ner- nervously stood off to the side. I could tell they were looking at me, wanted to say hi. but. So did you have like a spreadsheet itinerary? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you also had fun. Yeah. Good time. T- tickets booked for next year already? Uh, they it's like Disney. When Cliff goes to Disney, yeah. you got to book tickets ahead of Yeah. Time. Before you check out of the hotel, you book another nah, for they don't, they don't. They always start selling them in January. Uh, so, but definitely going to go again next year. It's always a good time. Well, because you were out of town, we missed a week of our trivia game. Yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna hear about all about what how you guys did and you didn't even go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's explain a little. <laughs> I can't try to remember where I was why, you didn't why, go? why we didn't go, but I don't remember. Yeah, so there's a local bar establishment here in downtown Marietta. Over the moon pizzeria. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like three or four different places that have trivia. But yeah. This is the one we go to. It seems to work this out. This is the Kapow Trivia of Choice. Yeah. Paskies Sports and More. Put this one on. And you you've known these people a while? Uh, I know Karen. You went to school I mean, with you know, her? her kids went to school with my kid. Ah, okay. And they do a good job. They ask questions. We, I think we usually have them frazzled by the end of the night. We were discussing. Well, that's we were, half our game plan. Yeah. The strategy is to have the people reading the questions 
doubting themselves <laughs> by the end of the night. Yeah, well, that's it. Always and starts afraid out, to even talk because yeah. I'm they're, like, okay, I think this is the right way. They're always super hyped and happy when it starts, and by about halftime, <laughs> they have had enough. There's, there's definitely will have already been at least once that was yelled. Seth <laughs> through the microphone, <laughs> and then the marital problems start. Yeah, they then start they're bickering. There's like this weird passive-aggressive well, marital. He didn't <laughs> word a question right. And she, it's great. Uh, that's really the whole. Uh, what was Statler and Wald- Statler. Waldorf? <laughs> Come on. Um, anyway, it's a good time. And but last the- year they did a a basically a tournament that ran through all summer, and right. we didn't go very regularly. But this year we've tried to stay on top of it a little bit more. So we currently took over the first place, even missing two weeks in a row. We just took over first yeah. place. I decided in the that ranking. may be to our advantage because I heard, overheard them say that they drop your two lowest scores and then they must average the rest. And we probably had a couple low scores, but if you go a lot, you're gonna have more than a couple yeah. low scores. Yeah. So we may just we we're, we're hitting the sweet spot there. So yeah, we we went in. We were saw we were in second. I wasn't even expecting to be on the board, and then we left in first. And there have been themes all summer. So one one week was all about music trivia. One week was all uh, like video games and gaming trivia. They've done a couple movie trivia, which was the last yeah, last week's was yeah. movie trivia. And Cliff, there were three separate questions about Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I, must, you were not there to we, help. We must have some connection because I like I saw you guys were going, and then I had the thought, well, maybe I sh- should just show up. And I was like, nah, they got it. It's no, no, should have been there. No big deal. But it didn't we, matter. We're, we appreciate we anyway, your yeah. confidence in us. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first question, which we end up getting, ask which Frozen character likes warm hugs. Well, Olaf loves Warlock. So neither of us had seen it, but through powers of deduction. Yeah. We well, I, I never said I never. I hadn't seen oh, it. Oh, you'd uh, seen it? I watched it for our animated list. Oh, oh yeah. I wanted okay. to be well-versed. Okay. And I didn't love it, but I, mm. but I, I, I we did. Well, you weren't super confident in the answer. Well, I, didn't remember, I don't remember anything it. about the warm <laughs> okay. hugs from watching the movie, but we did figure out it's got to be the snow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like round one easy question. Yeah. Later on, they ask, they gave us multiple choice mm-hmm. asking which uh, fake name Ursula gives. To, I don't know what she tried to seduce In the, little the guy. When, when she, yeah, when she turns into a human to, yeah. uh, to interfere with. Uh, Ariel and Prince Eric's sure, relationship. Right, right, sure, right. Sure, of course. And yeah. one of the answers was Violet. Mm-hmm. And us know, well, she purple. Is she purplish? Yeah. So well, we went with Violet. <laughs> Is she pur- She's not Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other ones didn't have any clue. They I all start it, with V, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think it's Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Eric, take Vanessa to be your lawfully wedded wife for as long as you both shall live? I do. I don't remember what the third choice was, but anyway, we missed it. Yeah, yeah. So we. But we only bet one point. Yeah. That was we. We were one point on behind. a on a uh, multiple choice question. We were so un, not confident. <laughs> we only yeah. risked one point. Uh, and the final big money the the question that determines the whole thing. Yeah, we were in fourth place going into yeah, the, the last final question. question. You can bet however many points you want. And it said in 2010... Have you told him this question? No. 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 Okay, so he, we got it. Yeah. So if he doesn't get it, oh, wow. Pressure's so on. So 2010, Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture. Okay. It was the third animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture. <clears throat> what were the first two? Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Right. Which, what year was Beauty and the Beast? 91? Yeah, 1991, yeah. Okay. Um, what was the second one? So we were thinking. I I knew Beauty and the Beast because that's you know right. mm-hmm. that's a known yeah. You know, it's, it, it was yeah. the question. first. Right, it's the yeah, first. It ever. was the first. And I assumed we kind of narrowed it down to Pixar. Yeah, thinking it was probably after they expanded the Best Picture to ten movies because we couldn't think of any other movie that would have been one of the top five because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it used to just be five nominations. So mm-hmm. we kind of narrowed it down to Pixar, but we still weren't. 100% positive. I do not know the other one. Um, He's telling me it's Pixar. I know. <laughs> but I'm running down through the list. Right. And it had to be... Pre-2010. Yeah. This is good content. Yeah, I do, like, I do like him sweating Silence. it out. Putting no. sweating sound. Uh, yeah. 
Well, we, basically, you're just going to have to it, take a guess. Is it 2009? Was it a 2009 movie? We're not going to tell you that. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was Up or if it was uh, Finding Nemo. Well, if we put a gun to your head and you had to pick one, what do you say? Hmm. Now, see, you know, I, I thought if he had been there, we wouldn't have had to sweat this at all. Right. Now I'm, He's not now I'm kind of glad he wasn't there. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't show up. Um, <laughs> and this one's for Best Picture. Best Picture. Justin screaming at I the, know. I want to say it's up, but I think that's Good just, job. Good job. We'll just stop you while you're right. Okay. Yep. Beauty and the Beast and up. Okay. And then Toy Story makes three. sense. So we yeah. doubled our points, went from fourth to first, mm-hmm. and left on a high note. Want another pizza? So we can go back and eat Ooh. that. That's what you win is food. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we got third place and just got cheesy bread, which right. nothing to sneeze at. I yeah. can't live yeah. on cheesy bread, but though. We need more than the bread. <laughs> we got to get first or second place yeah. to get we a We need pie. the meat lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Kapow doesn't live time. on cheesy bread alone. That's right. So anyway, we have a good time. Yeah. So Fine. come on down. Come challenge us if you're Ooh, from yes. Marietta area. Yeah, Jesse. Be our trivia pals. Because <laughs> that other team has like 14 players. Oh, these people have a million. We go in there. With yeah. t- you know it frustrates them that we only have two or three people and they have like yeah. a table. So come join our team. Join the Yeah, we Kapow can have more Armada. people. Trust me. We'll share our pizza and our cheesy bread. No, settle down. <laughs> We'll give you a chair. We'll give you a magnet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for losing to us. Here's a Pennyworth poster. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, uh, that was a lot of gaming. Yeah. Quick jaunt over to animation. Mm, a lot of recognizable themes there. I like that one. Um, <laughs> quick, just had a quick couple things on uh, animation, couple series. Uh, Young Justice, DC Universe, if you have that app, you can watch that. Uh, back for season three. This is the first season they've done specifically for DC Universe. The first are, two seasons were on um, Cartoon Network. Are they doing one every Friday like the live action shows or do they drop a couple? They dropped um, a few episodes at a time there for a while and then like halfway through the season there was a big like hiatus. Like weeks and weeks and weeks went without a new episode which I didn't care for because I was watching. I was keeping up with it. And then we hit this big long period where there was nothing new to watch which got me out of the season. And by the time it came back on, I was just like, eh, okay, I'll finish it up or whatever. Um, but I wanted to mention it real quick because I really love season one and two, especially the second season. And then, you know, it was so highly acclaimed. The fans, you know, made such a big deal for years and years about bringing this back. What's the reason some people subscribe to this? They, it is. They love yeah. the show that much. Um, and this one, what this season is called Young Justice Outsiders. So it m- mostly focuses on um, some new characters to the show. There's a, a newer character called Halo. Um, <clears throat> Forager. It's a new take on Forager from the New Gods. Um, they've brought in Cyborg. And then uh, Geoforce, which is a traditional Outsiders character. And it's pretty much their origin story for the most part. It's a very diverse cast this year. You know, we see our our a lot of the f- team members from the first two seasons are now older. <clears throat> Aquaman, Aqualad, Calder has become he's he's moved on. He's become the new Aquaman in this series, and he is now the new leader of the Justice League. And Batman kind of organizes a. He, he gets a lot of the traditional members to resign because Lex Luthor in the series is like he's not president, but he's like Secretary of Defense or something like that. the The big plot of the season is the a meta human teen illegal trafficking thing that's happening. Okay, so they're creating uh, 
te- they're activating the metagene in teenagers and then trying to use them for nefarious purposes. And then <clears throat> the team who has always operated the, the younger Teen Titans type heroes have always been operating off the books more or less. They're doing missions that the high profile Justice League can't do because everybody knows them is the premise so of the series. If you have a problem and you can find them, <laughs> maybe the Teen Titans can help. That's right. Um, but they never call themselves the Teen Titans. Uh, but this year, it Beast Boy takes it upon him himself to he he's had enough. He's had enough, and he's decided he's just he's going to form his own team. Despite all obstacles, you're both making a difference. But something is missing. Okay, I'll bite. What? A public version of the team. Young heroes rebelling against the system to fight the good fight in clear view. No, we do not put those kinds of targets on our underage heroes. That is what the Justice League is for. The League can't do what we need because you're playing on the Light's game board. Have you seen the headlines lately? Lex Luthor's grip on the United Nations. The public fear of metahumans. Metateen trafficking. Bad guys like Granny Goodness and Baron Bedlam are capitalizing on all of it. We've lost the hearts and minds of the people we're trying to protect. Demagogues and fearmongers have caused folks to give up on the heroic ideal. The reason the Justice League was formed in the first place. Great. Now I'm thoroughly depressed. Don't worry. I've got you covered. See? We're going to break the rules the League can't. We're going to connect with people in ways that can't be blocked by governments. We're going to quiet the fears of the public, terrified by the metagene generation. And we'll do it all by inspiring that generation. Because we are them. Raised alongside them in the fallout of a scary metahuman world. We can be the heroes that empower them to conquer their fears. And he recruits, it's Beast Boy, um, Wonder Girl, uh, the new Kid Flash, which is the Bart Allen character, and the Blue Beetle. And together, we're going to start a revolution. A, A small one, anyway. You have given us much to consider. No, we haven't. Get on board or get out of the way. We've all heard the story. You guys built this team? It's time to take it to the next level. Are you sure you're ready for this kind of spotlight? Green skin. Can't hide. The reach out of me two years ago. Kid flashes out too for back in Wally's day. Public doesn't always get that I'm a different guy. Plus, I never really grokked the whole secret ID thing anyway. You? Markovia and the world already know what I have become. Now I want to show them who I have become. And there was no way I was going to let this be a no-girl squad. The group needed a little color. Hey! brown skin here might as well be blue skin with that face plate they out themselves and say you know we're the outsiders we're we're here to do stuff that uh the justice league the government won't let the justice league do that's a great battle cry yeah (laughs) we're here to do stuff i'm sure everybody stands around and they and that it's a very it's you know it's pointed towards a younger generation where it's all about hashtags and cell phones and live streaming and stuff like that so uh immediately the new hashtag we are all outsiders becomes a big thing in the in the story but it's a it's just okay the the season it's okay it didn't do much for me except for one thing the return of el dorado we get a teenage el dorado Dios mio. <laughs> which was a character from super friends that that's the only place i ever knew him from you never quite knew what his powers were other than michael used to always call him the mexican superman <laughs> but he's in Did there he, have like, he had like the cowlick like the no the he had he has kind of a, like a i don't know it's a just a mess on top like it's <laughs> it's a mess yeah <laughs> So, um, I, in fact, I didn't realize that, like, the character till the last few episodes, that that's El Dorado. Like, he's been in, but they didn't give him a name or whatever. So, he joins the team. But, um, yeah, season four is coming up uh, down the road. I'm hoping it's a little better. This one just didn't do it for me. So, the other thing I wanted to watch, or I wanted to talk about that I watched was She-Ra. And the Princesses of Power seasons two and three on Netflix. Okay, um, this is a DreamWorks. 
I think we talked about when season one had come out, but this yeah. is a DreamWorks production. Um, same company that did Voltron on Netflix that we love. Best Marvel movie animated. Um, yeah, and it, this is really getting a lot of good reviews. Um, kids seem to like it. In fact, Universal Studios now has a live, um, they have a, a person that dresses up as she right now. You can do meet and greets in the parks with. So I hadn't realized that, oops, I hadn't realized that she'd become that popular again. Um, but this is a, the series as a, the anime or the anime inspired animation doesn't do much for me. I've meant, I've talked about that before. <clears throat> it just, I don't, it, it doesn't look that good, but the story, the character development is where it hits on the show. It's, uh, it's all about inclusion, um, finding, you know, the She-Ra character finds a new family with these two new, her two best friends. And it's not just like, Oh, something bad happens. Nobody can take care of it, but she runs, she comes in and save the day anymore. Like the old show. It's much more. It's the, a team. The princesses have to do it together. Um, for like a lot of working them. moms. Yeah. Like working moms. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, my favorite thing about this show is She-Ra starts out as a bad guy, right? Adora is kidnapped as a baby by Hordak and the How Horde. How big is this baby? And <laughs> a small baby? Uh, just a little baby <laughs> in this one. She becomes a big girl when she when okay. she uh, so turns into She-Ra. Yeah. Uh, but Adora is raised in the Fright Zone by Hordak and uh, his evil minions to become a leader in the horde, right? But then she meets uh, Princess Glimmer and she meets Bo, the guy with the bow and arrow, you know? And and they become best friends. She decides she's going to go fight for the rebellion, becomes She-Ra, finds the sword and all that stuff. Um, But in doing that, she abandons her best friend, this Catra character from the original series. And this they're you know they're best friends and then she switches sides and there's this whole resentment from Catra and it's a very frenemy type of it's the most as far as cartoons go it's the most realistic frenemy jealous type relationship I've ever seen like it they really do a great job portraying these two and and what many preteen girls can probably relate to. Exactly. Someone who's a good friend today and will talk about you behind your yeah. back. Yeah, and as you, you know, as you grow older and you grow apart and you find new friends. The horde ain't what it used to be. That's right. The fright zone ain't what it used to be. <laughs> um, Carly, stay in your room. We're not yeah. going to the fright zone. <laughs> it's not TV land adult. <laughs> But yeah, it emphasizes necessity um, also uh, of taking action, no matter what kind of power or situation you're in, um, portrays magic as fallible and dependent on, you know, the the magic wielder's determination, basically. Okay. So that's a big uh, thing in the, in the series. It also, it's, it's very diverse. Let's just say it's, it was nominated for a GLAAD award. Okay. So this has been a big hit with the LGBTQ community as a whole. Um, in this second season, Bo's uh, two dads are introduced as uh, their historians. And then in the third season, um, Adora herself develops a crush on this Huntera character she meets, this large lady, big lady. Is she a hunter? She she she's not so much a hunter, but she is a, an outcast okay. in the uh, in the desert area, and um, so that's a whole storyline. So yeah, I mean, just it's really good. Shira, I know it sounds silly. I was uh, I've I told my own daughter. I said you really need to finish this series. It's really good. I think you would get a lot out of it. So it's a bunch of lovey dovey millennial bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> In your brainwasher. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh. So, <laughs> why oh. do we need to learn lessons and think about things? I, I, <laughs> she was, we don't want to change she or get just woke. Punch people. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds good. 
I was when you talk about Bo, I was imagining Bo Duke. <laughs> it's a different. And show. then talking about Bo's two dads, and I had a whole spinoff yeah. of. Yeah, <clears throat> I was thinking of that sitcom, My Two Dads. Yeah, like, so I'm imagining <laughs> Bo Duke hanging out with my two dads. Right. Why not? Okay, we had a request for a one. We get those for a one job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? You tossers. You had one job to do. Um, yeah, we were traveling to Gen Con, and I don't even remember how we his name came up, but when it did, Eric said, Hey, let's do one job on Woody Harrelson. Mmm. I seriously can't remember what how he had come up, but he did. So that's what we're doing. And I really had a hard time off the top of my head thinking of what it would be. So we're going to go through his catalog. Yeah, I don't have an immediate right. one that jumps yeah. to mind. I like him and everything, yeah. but I can't think of one job. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see one job. Um, so I'm going to list some off here as I go through. Wait, what the cowboy way? Kiefer Sutherland. Play it to the bone. He's a boxer. Um, I always start out with the crappiest stuff. Here. Well, he he was Woody on Cheers. Well, yeah, that's that was, and, and we that was the first thing we named when we were talking about it and decided that that can't be his one job. Like, I we have voted. Maybe it is. It we don't not, know that. He's got to have done something better than that. <laughs> he was LBJ. Uh, let's see, Money Train. Remember old Money Train with Wesley Snipes. Uh, apparently he was in Doc Hollywood, but I don't remember him being in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Messenger was a drama from a few years ago with Ben Foster. I remember he was in the military. Ed TV with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Indecent Proposal. I remember that Robert Redford, Demi Moore. He was the husband, which I was, you know, all right. People versus Larry Flint, I never even saw. Um, yeah, I saw that. Recently in The Highwaymen with old Kevin Costner. Um, Out of the Furnace, Triple Nine, Seven Pounds, Anger Management. I don't remember him having a huge part in any of those. Uh, okay, Thin Red Line, he was one of many. Seven Psychopaths, again. Uh, War of Planet of the Apes. A little bigger role in that. Um, he was in the that Catching Fire, Hunger Games movies, all that, all mm-hmm. uh, all of them. Yeah. Um, probably one he is most known for would be Zombieland. That's kind of what came to my mind first, maybe because of the trailer just for right, Zombieland right, too. For just the yeah. um, one of the he was in Solo, a Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, I thought of that too. Um, a good movie from a couple years ago. He played like a, a teacher or guidance counselor on the edge of seventeen. I think you would like that cliff hmm. with uh, Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, big bigger movie. I remember him being a major part of was Natural Born Killers. Um, Oliver Stone many years ago. Uh my top three, I would say. Well, one of them is just because the movie is so, so good. No Country for Old Men. He was in that, but he has a very minor role. Oh, minor role. Um, the two things I could think of that I like with him in it were uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri from a couple years ago. He was really good in. Um, and White Men Can't Jump. I I always liked that movie. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I but I remember thinking him and Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes were funny together, and it was good. What what are you guys thinking of? He he seems much more a supporting actor than a yeah. I mean, star. The, the, yeah. I expected to find something in there that yeah. I that I had forgot about. He's but, one of the most famous people yeah. in the world, but mm-hmm. he's not a you know marquee he's, yeah, he's, first he's name a in the character title. actor. More he does just. He just shows up to add some flavor. And I'll tell you from no, knowing him first from Cheers, 
imagining it like you, you know he played the dumbest man alive. but he, but he was yeah. the same character he just basically replaced coach right he was so, the same character you know to go from that to natural born killers was like wow okay so this guy does have some range like, yes i i don't know that i would have picked him for the whole cast of cheers still to be in big blockbuster movies yeah so, right true. yeah he probably had the best career <laughs> anyone on that yeah. show yeah well i mean john John Ratzenberger's making a fortune off a picture <laughs> off a Pixar, Pixar P- yeah Pixar coin yeah. but uh yeah I, I white men can't jump for I never liked that movie <laughs> okay I just it one frustrated of my like it. At, well I was probably I don't know what year was that 90 yeah I got 91 I, I, I wasn't that old and it just frustrated me 92. I hated that they kept, you know, the money kept getting blown and like they never came out on top. Like yeah. I thought they, you know, like what are I those like feel the, good I feel, I feel like today the the commentary, like the racial commentary they were kind of sprinkling in there would hold up. Like I think it might, if you watched it in a different light, it, it would be like, I think it would hold up for as long ago as it is. Did you list all the movies or... No, no, no. A good okay. one. <laughs> I listed the ones I had heard of. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, there is one more that I I, I did see the um, Kingpin. That's oh, a pretty big Kingpin, one. Yeah. That's Kingpin. a pretty big one. He, yeah. he was a, a big mm. a big role in that. Yeah, I I would actually did see the People versus Larry Flint, and he I, my opinion, but he's actually very good in that. Oh, and I mean, that's a starring role for him. Yeah. Uh, like. That one stands out for me. Okay. Are you going to pay the $10,000 that I ordered? Your Honor, I'd like a moment no, with my client. I don't need a moment. It is my right under the freedom of the First Amendment to protect my sources. Listen, listen, listen. Don't think anything. Hey, hey. Just let me talk. Shut up. Relax, Alan. Relax. Mr. Flint, is that an American flag you have on there, sir? I have fashioned this American flag into a diaper because if you're going to treat me like a baby, I'm going to act like one. He gives Larry Flint some, you know, you kind of feel for him. You understand where he's coming from because, you know, he he's a scumbag pornographer yeah. with, uh, you know, he's hard-headed and obstinate and crass. But, like, you know, this performance, you you he's fighting for the First Amendment and yeah. for freedom of speech and, like, he gave that movie everything. That movie is was based right. on his performance. Right. Yeah. So that stands out for me. I liked him in Solo. I don't. Zombieland is a movie that, like, if I run across I, it, yeah, I'll I'll stop and I like I'm gonna sit I there like and watch it. it. I feel like the sequel is coming way too late. Like, yeah. it feels like <laughs> a ten year old movie. Mm-hmm. But and I like he was fine in it, but I could never put like that's his thing. That's yeah. going to go as his one. I mean, that's the whole point. This has to represent him. Yeah, and that's where I. That's where I have to be picky here about what you. Yeah, do. I'm. I'm leaning pretty hard at Larry Larry Flint and Kingpin right now. Uh, I would. I would definitely recommend Out of the Furnace if you haven't seen it. I have seen it. That's, that's good. It's Christian Bale set in Pittsburgh. But I don't remember him. In it. He is the villain, and he's terrifying. Okay, I barely. Remember he's that like part. you know, kind of a you know midwestern you, you don't think of the mafia or the mob or whatever but you know he's he's got crimes going on and he's yeah <laughs> he's making sure you don't get in the way of his crimes <laughs> so he's very scary in that movie yeah okay uh in a way maybe i don't know natural born killers i saw it one time yeah. and just never felt like i needed to watch it again mm-hmm I, I could throw it a vote for this because that is yeah you know, it was his a, face on the poster. It's iconic. Mickey and Mallory, you know, yeah. it was like the image I saw it one time and images are still seared in my brain. I, right. I can picture scenes. I agree. Movie, I've never so. watched it again because it was so like it's so much. Yeah, not that it like oh I was queasy or whatever, but no. just no. I, I got what it was saying. Yeah, like, it's okay, just I a meal. It. I don't that I don't <laughs> so necessarily want to eat. I, again. I could vote for it, but it, it, I couldn't say it's my favorite performance. Nah, but it's it not a compile pick for us. I, I lean right now. I'm leaning. Uh, white man can't jump. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> damn work making something this pretty look like a chump or a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. Yeah, well, you got me convinced, whatever the reason may be. <laughs> Fact is, I missed this shot. I walk away. I'm still a chump. 
go ahead and walk away. You miss, and you've been beat, well, not once, but twice by a slow, white, geeky chunk. <laughs> or Kingpin, I would accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Kingpin's very like good. If nobody else is feeling white man can't jump, I'm not gonna we're not gonna stalemate here on Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Another one I I probably saw once yeah. way back in the day. I remember liking it and laughing, yeah. but mm-hmm. So what what do you think? What do you What do you think? What do you what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. I don't know. I, I like all these movies. I like Three Billboards. I like Zombieland. I like yeah. them all, but I can't say he's the reason. Yeah, I mean, that, he's not. He didn't carry any of these movies. He's even good in Hunger Games. He like, is good. He's that, one of the, those yeah. movies, they're so over the top. Like, everyone has very silly names, and it's so everyone's acting so... Mm-hmm. <coughs> I don't know. But he, he had like a grizzled like veteran yeah, he was, survivor. He, he was on a different level than everybody else right. in the movie. So you, you put out two picks then. I put out two. You I, he his, put out two. The movie that probably put him on the map was People versus Larry Flint. That like Yeah. That was showing, hey, this guy can act, this guy is a star. Mm. And it's it's a good movie. Um I could pick that. I could pick Kingpin as well. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It's, it's well, the only good. one that showed up on all three of our lists was Kingpin. Yeah. You guys could outvote me with the uh, Larry Flynn if you want, though, but I, I'd never have seen it, so I wouldn't vote for it. So I don't really care. So do we go this the critically acclaimed mm. award-winning route, or do we Since pick when? Larry Flynn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do we pick Larry Flynn? Nice. Uh, yeah, so I guess it's Kingpin? Kingpin. Hey, I, I'm happy sure. with that. Yeah. It was pretty good in that. And that's what this is about, is picking what he's pretty good <laughs> That one thing he was pretty good at. Yeah. I want him to... And I said, haunt. what about that movie, Kingpin? I want him to haunt that uh, cemetery, see his gravestone, and it says Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks it over like, what have I been doing all these years? So it's courtesy of Cabal. All right. We did it. Yep. <laughs> so in the annals of Question history, <laughs> in the Gray's Sports Almanac, we will inscript Woody Harrelson. I'm not even sure what the, his role was. I think he was the kingpin. Yeah, Roy Munson. Hi, what's your name? Munson? Roy E? <laughs> Seriously. Munson. Roy E. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Amateur or professional? Professional. Warren Pageant. Courtesy call for Warren Pageant. Ooh, we have a problem here. Your dues are in arrears. You haven't paid them since 1979. How much is that going to cost me? Oh! Let's go. That's it. Oh, 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 oh. Would you be willing to uh, hold on to this till after the tournament? Come on, what are we going to do with the rubber hand? The ring. Oh. No? Okay. Okay, so <laughs> what, will, what will Eric think of that? Is that... Is he going to be happy with that? Oh, that I, his... I don't think he had a pick, and I uh, doubt this uh. would be it if he did it. <laughs> <laughs> we should, if we had a request, we should have kind of aimed it. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't remember him saying specifically. We were both kind of stumped. Mm. All right, let's do some movies. Save Martha, puny god. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before sun. Under roof. Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> Alright, we haven't talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, have we? We have not. Okay. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it down. 
that your son? No, that's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Tarantino movie. The ninth. His ninth. Are we going to spoil it? Uh yeah, we're at the end of the show. I mean <laughs> what is there to spoil, really? I see that's what uh going into this, I was so happy. I had seen literally nothing about it. Yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I fast forward through the commercials. I knew who was in it, pretty much, and I knew a basic oh, it's set. You know, in the seventies, it has something to do with the Manson family murder. Sixty nine, yeah, sixty nine. Um, nice. I was waiting. <laughs> Let you do that. Let me continue. Uh, hold for nice. Uh, so anyway, I I knew, and I was like, yeah, this. I'm going in so fresh. I don't know anything about the story. And then I watched it. And I'm like, I don't think I could have been spoiled for this movie. There's no yeah. plot to have been spoiled for you because there's barely any plot in the movie. Yeah, there. I, I, we're gonna talk about. It. I don't think work would spoil everything. It's obviously it has something to do with the Manson murders, and that's how. I, that's probably how I would explain it. this movie has something to do with the Manson murders. And I, I will say, I, I watched it two times now, um, and if I lived closer, I would watch it again this weekend because they put it out on IMAX all of a sudden after the fact. But. uh it's just a mood that I like. So I was very happy with it. I, I really enjoyed it. Now, I wasn't sure what I was getting, but it's just like a series of, of snippets and things you you get to see. It's just like uh, he got to play and make all these fake shows that Rick Dalton was in. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio was great. Brad Pitt was great. I mean, they were just. I I just enjoy. They were. I mean, that's what I. I don't know. I have no negative thing to say about. It, but I, I did see it. Like I said, two two different times. The first time, I went in with that vague. I know, you know, Sharon Tate died because of the Manson family, and, but I didn't know dates about it, and I I didn't know details, and then after the fact, I listened to the. You must remember this podcast. There was a series where they talked about Manson Hollywood. You know what? How he was connected to all the different stars in Hollywood and the crimes he and his people had done. And we listened to it on the way to Indianapolis, and we, you know, it said it went through that the day of the murders and and told in graphic detail everything that happened so when i watched it the second time and eric was thrilled to have heard that beforehand because he's like he was like i don't know that i would have enjoyed it as well if i didn't know what happened and so it was a you know i i enjoyed it you know from that perspective also oh i meant to look up that quote about the devil's business that's i assume that's a direct quote from one of the followers yep okay it was too specific right yeah yeah the things that you think specifically happened did okay um, yeah, people were where it says they were and things like so. You know, it was just it would that I got so much more out of it the second time. People, some people are complaining like he didn't give the context, he didn't let people know what you know about what 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 happened. Like you didn't know this. You know, Charles Manson is 
very briefly in it. Does yeah. he? He hardly was, has a line. That was big news. Like, oh, they're casting Charles Manson. That was the guy from Justified. Like, people yeah. were like excited to know who's going to be in this Tarantino movie. And it. it didn't. I mean, he's in it for thirty seconds. <clears throat> he's going to be playing. And they're oh how oh can Tarantino you know the master of comedic violence and over the top stuff you know can he tactfully portray this cult leader and the murders that are very sensitive true life story like that wasn't what he was doing but like people right. there were think pieces for a yeah. year before this movie yeah. wondering what the movie was going to be and it ended up not being that yeah so the things I, I i loved the mood of the soundtrack i liked he was trying to recreate the 69 hollywood he grew up in where People were driving around. Everyone was listening to the same song on the radio. And it wasn't necessarily a song that was nationwide. Hollywood almost had their own soundtrack that was playing at the time. And so he would collect these this music from what from radio station recordings that had been out at that time in Hollywood. So he had songs to pick from. And, and just, you know, there was just the sprinkling in of the Manson stuff, the, the ranch and all that. And oh, that the scene where Brad Pitt goes to the ranch is great. It's tense, and the buildup and all is just fantastic. Yeah, that is definitely a standout scene for me. Um, yeah, I saw, I watched Tarantino. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, afterwards, and half the interview was him just gushing over. Oh, we got to shut down Hollywood Boulevard for two nights, and I got to do this, and I'll oh, put all this neon sign. And it was him just like excited about all the yeah. stuff he got to do. Yeah, and that's why I think that's this whole movie. Yeah, it's him just being excited to show people. Look at all these movie posters and and you know billboards and radio ads and just look at all this cool stuff I found. Yeah, it's 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 self indulgent in that way of. This is all the stuff I thought was cool. Well, this I'm was gonna for share him. Yeah. yeah, it was just him making his dream movie, which there's nothing wrong with that. He's, he's yeah. the director, but there just wasn't a lot to hang that on. Like I said, it's all mood, it's all style, it's all just feeling. Where his movies are, you know, Pulp Fiction, it's plot, plot, plot. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. just jumping from thing to thing, and this is just sort of. I don't know where this is going. It's just sort of following. Yeah. I think he called it a, his hangout movie. Yeah. Which I don't know that this. I like this. Where to just hang out? That's a, I love it is? though. Yeah. I love that idea of it, and I like. I was ready for that mood movie of his, and the oh, it's really what I would say. It is about is about the uh, you know Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, actor and stuntman, both kind of past their prime. And just the relationship they have, how good friends they are, and it's—I loved that. Uh, it, it was so so great when they all sat and watched the episode of FBI that Dalton is in, and the whole every the whole cast is watching it in their separate places. They're all, they're all you know gonna gonna watch that. That's what it was. People from the ranch were gonna watch it. That was the whole joke. It's just like. It was appointment television even back then when there was only so many things on, you know, so mm-hmm. everybody watched it. And uh, them commenting on it was hilarious. As like industry insiders. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, that was a great jump. I like that jump. <laughs> you know, just the things they said was so, so funny. One, uh, one Chris Evangelisto is one um, writer, movie writer, said, I want on the uh, extras for this like the commentary of the movie should be them in character <laughs> commenting on the movie just like they did the episode of FBI yeah I thought this was one of Brad Pitt's best performances he just melted into this role and was perfect for it Leonardo at times was a little bit like he was trying too hard like yeah. he was trying to be as cool as Brad Pitt and he's just not oh no that's, that's just like, but I like but that but that's his character too yeah. of like yeah. you know but yep. yeah, there you can see sometimes the you know, the process Leo's doing where Brad Pitt. You just, I bought him as this like just okay. I'm go with the flow. There was some criticism about Sharon Tate and how she didn't have much to do. Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate and it. What he was doing was she, you know because she just went. It was just like a day in the life for her. She drove around, did some errands, went to the movies and watched her own movie. Said, "Hey, I'm in this. Can I get it free?" And loved it when people were laughing at her stuff. And it was, uh, you know, when you think Sharon Tate, you think 
she died. Yeah. And this movie was Sharon Tate living. You know, that that was her his chance to show her she's more than the girl that got killed by the Manson family. So and you know, Margot Robbie, yeah. so that she didn't have much to do, but she was wonderful. Just yeah. like just the face. She was the light. That, yeah, she she just exuded something. This the sixties or I don't yeah. know whatever zeitgeist was going on. But yeah, I yeah I I I liked it, but I I if you want me to rank my Tarantino movies, I don't know what I can put this ahead of. All his oh, other really? movies are so good. I'm like. Yeah. I don't know if I need to watch it a few more times or or what I need to. Get this is out about of it. the middle for me because I was about the same with Inglorious Bastards. I watched it. I'm like, this was just kind of disjointed. It was just a bunch of scenes stitched together. I I don't quite get what everyone's loving about this. And then the more I've seen it, the more it's grown on me. Uh, so this could be a similar thing. Yeah, this is. I don't know exactly where it's going to land, but right now it's probably about fourth or fifth for me of his. Mm-hmm. Probably fifth. But I definitely was happy with what I got. Um, anytime I can get get a Tarantino flick, I'm, you know, nervous. I'm hoping I'm gonna like it, and I always do. Always do. And of course, the biggest controversy was Bruce Lee has a cameo or someone mm. playing Bruce Lee. I don't get why people are upset. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't portray him in the best light, but it doesn't. He's not a murderer or anything. Yeah. Like he was known to be cocky about being because he was great. And they, you know, they, yeah, there was some, they didn't like necessarily like the way it was portrayed. I, I thought it was fine. I, I thought they were portraying that he was great. Um, so anyway, we'll leave it there. I recommended it. You know, if you like Tarantino movies and, you know, I love, uh, any kind of period thing. I like seeing a different era mm-hmm. and I love movie soundtracks. And this one is hot again, when they play, Jose Feliciano's version of California Dreamin'. I was just like choking up. I just love those moments. Dr- cruising around Hollywood Boulevard, listening to those good needle drops. <laughs> All right. Well, so. I'm going to throw an audible in real quick because I, I had some other notes I want to get out before it's too late. Clock's ticking, dude. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins, perfect everywhere. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Production. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs> I just want is to play it any surprise <laughs> that our longest drop is the Disney one? <laughs> oh, I just my want to play gosh. No, uh, get the other drop ready. That goes right along. Is that you're talking about this link you just? Oh about? yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not are there talking, yet. Are we still talking about bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, which which, uh, which bathroom was Perlmutter's favorite? Oh, that I'd like to know. I don't think he's ever been you in may, the parks. You may have used the same bathroom. <gasps> if I used the I, same ur- urinal as real life. Super yeah, villain. Which bathroom I, did I, you end up? Was your favorite one to go take a Perlmutter in? <laughs> well, the same one as always. You know, the Imagination Pavilion. At, Back with the payphone? Yeah. Um, no, uh, Wednesday. Hollywood Studios soon to be open Star Wars Galaxy's Edge reservation systems opened up all of a sudden with no warning. I was lucky enough that I caught it when I did and I was able to secure my own reservations for my upcoming trip to Savvy's workshop. That's a good thing you were looking at Disney news that day. It was a good thing. <laughs> what are the odds? I know, really. Um, so yeah, so we, we made, I made four reservations for Savvy's workshop where you build your own lightsaber, okay, at $200 a pop. And uh, we, we got a, a lunch uh, time for 
Ogus Cantina, which is okay. the real hot spot to get into. Yeah, I need the Rancor Tooth Flight of Beers. I'll put it. I'll get a to go cup. Okay, and bring it back. It's a to go tooth. Okay, works for me. <laughs> uh, is that the one that has the? It's, it's like a flight. Fl- fl- yeah, of, it's a flight of beers and Rancor teeth. Yeah, it's like seventy five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't do the Droid Depot. Build your own droid. See thing. now that looked pretty cool. Well. My thought process was, I need something to do on my next trip. That's true. Yeah, okay. you can't do everything. Right. Exactly. Um, of course, we if we haven't mentioned Rise of the Resistance, the big e-ticket. This is going to be the attraction at Galaxy's Edge. is scheduled to open in Hollywood Studios December the fifth. I will be there on December the seventh. Um, but they're going to open in Florida before. They opened in California, which was very, very strange. Um, I also want to mention the theme park that shall not be named across the way in Orlando. Uh, Universal Studios has announced a fourth gate. It shall be named. It shall be named (laughs) for this. But, yeah, they're opening a fourth gate. They have all this land. Um, We've been waiting on this announcement. They didn't say much more. But it's going to be called the Epic Universe Park, and which I thought, wow. That's really epic. Yeah. Like, let's just put it out there. We're not going to based on Epic's properties like Pennyworth. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just going to be yeah. Pennyworth posters. Yeah, that poster's going to be worth so much money. Um, the only thing we really, that's pretty much been confirmed is the Nintendo land as part of it. Uh, rumors going around about a universal monsters area and probably a fantastic beast. So more Harry Potter. Well, yeah, well, I, bet they, I bet they lean more towards Harry Potter. Well, I mean, they've they've already stretched yeah. it out in between two lanes and two different parks. Let's go three for three. Kids love the Wolf Man. <laughs> I know. Um, and the other one that uh, <laughs> the other one that a lot of people are talking about is possibly some sort of How to Train Your Dragon area. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. So they do that. I think they need somebody needs to really go full bore with this Nintendo stuff. If they've got. Nintendo, if they're the ones that mm-hmm. own it, yeah, they can do that. People still love all that crap. They've secured the rights. They're actually they're going to do build the one in Japan first, mm. and then come come to Florida. Um, so at least we'll have some sort of idea there, which I think that's a cool idea. Oh man, yeah, um, love Mario. Of course, Disney D twenty three is coming up here at the end of the month, August twenty third through the twenty fifth in Anaheim, California. This is Disney's convention they do every two years. Um, Disney immediately on the same day put out an announcement that, hey, we're going to have a, a, a secret project announcement that's going to have their own panel uh, in the middle of the afternoon before we do all the other panels. So there's a lot of speculation going on. Is Disney going to come back with a fifth park, which they need? Um, or <laughs> they need. They, let's get this done, Disney. Or is it going to be you know something smaller to do with the cruise line because they just bought um, another private island that used to be like Pablo Escobar's island and uh, talking about maybe building a resort there or something like that. But I'm I'm hoping for one of two things, either an all-new park in Florida or they announce they finally got back the, the Marvel rights, theme park rights from Universal uh, so they could do something, do more in Florida yeah, and have cool. uh, full Marvel there. So You really got some high hopes. You want an island? I, it's all you I, want. I want an island, a yeah. whole new park, right. and all of Marvel. It's okay. a secret project. It's big. <laughs> Come on. If we're going to do a secret, we're going to do it big hey, time. Brain, I'm like, oh, maybe there's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 news. <laughs> and you're like, no, island. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I need a drug island. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, I, I didn't. I did want to mention, I saw this evening that they announced a G, another G.I. Joe movie. Besides huh. the Snake Eyes, I was project. gonna say I'd heard about the Snake Eyes, and origin. that this one was gonna it was gonna, gonna be an ensemble, but they were focusing on Chuckles. This is not fake. <laughs> but you're smiling as you say. I know it, like, because I can't believe it. But of all characters, but seriously, Chuckles? Actually, Chuckles. Well, yeah, there's Chuckles some good. Is pretty great. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's like so, the Magnum PI. Yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian shirt. Um, so anyway, that's the that, was, that was announced this evening. Yeah, you know, but they just put out. Okay, Larry Hama's Real American Hero comic has been running since they restarted. Like mm-hmm. you know, Marvel ended at one fifty five. That he did one fifty six for IDW, and it's in like the two fifties now. It's been going forever. 
IDW in that time has had like eight other G.I. Joe books and they all fail. Yeah. And they're all just doing it wrong. Right. They're all trying to be really modern or futuristic or sci-fi or put them all in black or, you know, yeah. making them robots, team- teaming <laughs> them up with masks and Transformers yeah. and, and ROM, the Space Knight. And the new one they just did, it's like, said a few years from now where Cobra has taken over and it's all about a ragtag group of non-military people who are standing up to Cobra rule. It's like, that's not... G- I want people in colorful costumes shooting lasers at each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what G.I. Joe is and should be. And that's the... But the movies failed, too. We need to play like, the theme song for him. Yeah, so... <laughs> he played... When I went to the store the other day, he played the G.I. Joe... I had movie. just loaded it up on YouTube, but uh, Seth... Whatever, I mean, he saw me coming. That's good. Yeah, to me, G.I. Yeah. Joe's not that hard to understand. But yeah. No one can quite get it right. But Chuckles is a good first step. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. <coughs> That's it, man. Let's, yeah, let's get, out, get of out of here and move on. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. Thank <laughs> you for sticking around to our next episode. I know you've been waiting with bated breath for us to uh, continue. The next chapter of extreme the extreme TV, TV theme song, song podcast. Bracket. 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 <laughs> Tournament. Uh, so part two. Should we tell them what era? We can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let Here's a little it. teaser. If you stayed all the way to the end, found out we're going all the way back to the golden age. Oh, the golden nice. age of TV theme songs. I really enjoyed that episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Hope you are too. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.